sunny at Loon. This is real. Over the, for, for, man, I blew it. I went home too early. Okay, go, Chris. Start this thing. Oh, well, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Monday Mass, the world's greatest action sports podcast. Also, an action sports podcast about nothing. Also, it's recorded on Tuesday. I was spent yesterday. Todd was a little tired yesterday, yesterday. which we'll get into. But today is March 28th, 2023. And uh, as always, the Monday Mass is brought to you by our friends at Ration Ale. At Ration Ale. We're just going to jump into the ad block. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you. It's a serious business Can I tell you this funny thing? So we're at this homesick event, which I'll get into in Snowboard News. I'm, I'm there and like people are just yelling out ad block. They are off the side. There's a lot of uh, a lot of Monday Mass fans. That a lot were, of ad block fans. That there. there were people <laughs> that were fans of the ad block. Someone just was yelling ad block as See, I'm hiking up the pipe. So that to me tells that tells me that the, they hate the, it. The faster you rush through the ad block, the less you're giving to fans of the ad block. Therefore, the ad block deserves more time and more energy. I don't think anyone really you likes. You think the that's ad backwards? Block. I don't. I they tune tell. in for the ad block. A lot of people tune out when we start talking about actual action sports. Not according to these numbers. <laughs> Those numbers. <laughs> That's your phone number. My phone numbers. <laughs> this is reality, dude. At Ration Ale Brewing. This is the reality. Okay, here we go. Go ahead. At Ration Ale Brewing. Is that uh, the... the world's best non-alcoholic beer. Um, it's going to be the, the, the hottest thing this summer to just go I will N-A. do slogans for all of these brands hands okay, and so surfboards rationale brewing it's just like partying except you don't sleep in the bushes at night great hands and surfboards now you do the serious part and i'll oh, do the tagline Hanson surfboards has been our uh shop sponsor for a long time we're so happy to have him one of the og shops right here in encinitas don hansen an absolute icon and legend uh you go in there you can get everything from sweatshirts to sandals to surf trunks to bikinis to towels, anything you want, Hanson Surfboards has it. Hanson Surfboards, if you try to steal stuff from them, Lucas will tackle you. Beneath Apparel, BN3TH Apparel on the gram. We're talking the world's best underwear. And recently I got a pair of like kind of like running shorts with a mesh inside underwear with the pocket. Ooh, that's called the internet. The best Shorts I've ever had, and I'm running hills now, and I'm wearing them. Beneath Apparel, it's like an angel cupping your balls. Bob's Naturals, collagen, MCT brain oil. Keep yourself looking young and feeling fresh. Keep your bones, joints, hair, skin, teeth, nails strong with Bub's Naturals. Chris is not only a boner, he has strong bones. Bachan's Japanese barbecue sauce on the gram at Try Bachan's. We appreciate oh, this is all of our fans who have uh, posted photos of them trying Bachan's. Yeah, that's, that's something. It that's is something. something. And I mean, it just goes to show that Bachan's is the ultimate sauce for your life. That's right. Um, Panic and Coffee and Tea, as you know, Todd and I are obviously really freaking fired up on Panic and Coffee and Tea right now. I am. I'm jacked. I'm jacked. New Greens at New Greens. Simple. Devin, effective. Oh, Devin sent me over this whole new, sh- like, he's like, can you please read off of, like, the, oh, my God, <laughs> the thing that, like, and you didn't, the blur of the verbiage. This is why people don't sponsor our show. Anyways, <laughs> Todd, New Greens reformulated, retooled. That sounds like it. Relaunching mm-hmm. this spring for the summer. New Greens. 
Salads for your body. It's just like all the fun of a salad, but you can drink it. Yeah, they love that phrase. Um, Diecutstickers.com, at diecutstickers.com, all spelled out on the gram. Uh, we've actually had some friends and fans actually making stickers on diecutstickers.com, and we appreciate them That's for that. That's actually awesome. I got uh, gifts for us. You do? I want to thank the people at Slow Tide. What's oh, let me up? Let see that. Let me see that. What do we got? This is a, the Artosari beach towel. Just when you thought that beach towels couldn't be no, more fun. These are the best beach towels Look out. at this. Look at this little snap. Look, Look at the, the, the packaging. This is so... We're looking at some photos that our friend Arto Sari, legendary skateboarder, amazing strictly from Strictly from a, the financial Look. standpoint, I think this is... This, this is... This says excellence. That's an Arto shot right there. Todd going over the falls at YMA. Does Arto... Uh, does Arto still live in Hawaii? Yeah, dude. That's He's shooting so cool. photos, getting them on towels. This one's uh, especially very cool. Wow. You know I'm not a huge flag waver, but I'll wave this flag. Wu-Tang flag? Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing that can't... Cash rules everything right around me. So we got a bunch of towels. And Thank you. And Thanks, guys. Yeah. That's awesome. Ponchos, changing ponchos. Spring, spring break. Is set. Spring break. Now. It is here. Thank uh, you. Slow tide. Slow is, tide. You rule. This is like the first four days in California in like a month where it's been sunny four days in a row. Oh, and guess what? It's supposed to snow and rain again tomorrow. Excuse me? It's supposed to snow and rain again tomorrow. Is that good? Are you okay with that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, are we done with this ad block? So Almost. We can start talking about stuff. Chris Cote solo playing Soma April 1st. This is not an April Fool's joke. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, just practice a fluff song last night, but Todd doesn't like it, so I love it. You don't care, do you, I, about I, music? I like, like music, playing music, and like going out and playing it. I don't know how to do that. I would. Okay, well, don't snore during my announcement. It's gonna be fun. Okay, that's Soma. All when Age is that? Rager. One more time. April first. April first. April <laughs> All Day. Age of Rager. Mm -hmm. Okay. There will be tricks. Okay. Um, also, next week I can't do the show. What are we talking? I'm about? going to. Casa La Barra Surf Resort in Nicaragua. You are? Yeah. On a vacation? April 3rd. On a vacation? Yeah. You are? Surf trip. Is this the same one you did last year? No. Kind of? No. This is a this is a new spot. Very cool. Who are you going with? I want with? to check it out. I'm Ooh. going with uh, my friend Jesse, uh, homie Liam, who's actually one of the people that runs it or that is uh, part of this camp. Wow. It's like a hotel. So I'm going to come back with a lot of information. Hopefully Good. Well, I can't do the podcast either because I'm going to be in Tahoe. Well, Fine. Okay, so whatever. Spring break. Surf news has been is being brought to you by Hanson's. What are you doing, dude? Getting my phone for questions. Okay, surf news is brought to you by Hanson's Surfboards. So, we about a month and a half ago, uh, some people, as in myself and Chris, were introduced to Patty Zhao. Yes. And Patty Zhao is this phenomenon uh, of snowboarding. She is, I think she's 11. She's 11, right? She's 11 years old. Mm -hmm. She's the future of women's half pipe snowboarding. And we were all blown away by Patty. And slope style. It was the Patty party. <laughs> this weekend, Patty dropped a clip of her surfing when she was 10 years old at the Waco wave pool. It's mind and it's blowing. Mind blowing. And no one even knew that she surfed. You know, when, when we were at Dew Tour and the Patty Party was starting, I had a couple people that knew that I was a surfer and, you know, kind of just like, I heard it a couple times, like, have you seen her surf? A couple of messages, have mm -hmm. you seen her surf? And I had not. 
And I think I, I just maybe forgot to look or something. But ten then, years, ten years old, doing ten foot airs, doing huge airs, reverses, like really solid, powerful turns. Like, what the heck is up with kids these days? Seriously, they have, they don't know any better than to become phenomenally good. I think at a very young age. I think Patty is. Well, she's hands down the best ten year old I've ever seen in a wave pool. Do you think she cares? You know, um, I, like yeah, I know that having a lot we all know your opinion on skating, surfing, and snowboarding. Babies, at what point are you not a baby anymore? Double digits. Okay, so if she was nine and ripping <laughs> yeah, in that pool, her. you were just over <laughs> I her. Hate it. But no. once you become double dig, it's a uh, game on. But anyway, once you can yeah. talk and once you can say, "Hey, mom, can we go skate?" or "Hey, dad, can we go snowboard?" then you're, then it's okay. Then it's okay. Right. But until then, it's. You're done with that. I'm not into it. All right. Um, what else do we have going on here uh, in surf news? Oh, a giant wall of water is heading this way in the form of HBO's 100 Foot Wave Season 2. This is an e- Emmy winning surf series directed I thought it by was Chris awesome. Smith. It's the, so the good. The first season was really good. Very, and they do a really good job with the dramatic uh, music. Yeah. And... It's you know pushing it forward like that. I think it's pretty pretty sick. HBO no longer human body odor. Actual home box office, which is actually funny, Todd. Remember, I, uh, we we'll save that for nerd news. But I got some thoughts on movie theaters. Okay. Mm, uh, what else we got? Um, yeah, so we're looking at April sixteenth, the uh, the first episode of season two. So different type of dragons, Todd. But dragons that you can get into in the form of giant aquatic anomalies. 100 Foot Wave, Monday Mass recommended. Uh, Owen Wright, one of the best goofy footers to ever do it, announced his retirement from competitive surfing, which is funny because he, two days after he announced his retirement, he got a wild card into Bells. Yeah, so how did, okay. <laughs> so it's like, I'm retiring. Well, I'm going to do that. Right. Which. Owen Wright can do whatever you want in my eyes. But I think he's, he's, he's retiring from competitive surfing, which right. doesn't mean that Owen Wright won't continue to put out oh, yeah. crazy clips and, and that sort of thing. You know, honestly, and I know you know, I know your standpoint on this because you don't wanna you don't wanna pinch the moneymaker where uh, where it spits. But <laughs> um you know it's What does that mean? <laughs> because I th- I just I think that I think the uh the WSL is boring as hell. I think it's really boring. Really? I, I personally, and I've spoken to other people, mainly one person in a car for about three hours the other day when we were driving. <laughs> Wasn't and, me. And we were just kind of talking about how it's like becoming like boring. And I don't know if it's, be- maybe that has something to do with maybe some of these people, you know, they don't want to deal with this super cut down to the top five or the mid-year cuts too harsh and it's just like it's just kind of i feel like it's it's weeding out the people that the fans want to see is this is it is it the rules and regulations i think and, so and, I, I and think ranking some of that. system yeah is it the surfing no it's not the surfing it's the rules and the regulation systems that's i can understand why it's being done because they want to make it more more like like a kind of a a TV product or like a product, a product that they can sell with like a championship, right? Like here's this championships, top five people. One of these people is going to go home uh, a world champion at the end of today. Rah! It's like, okay, you, you know, cue the music and fireworks, but like, 
the reason that I think, I mean, for myself, I loved the, the, when it was the CT and you were constantly, you know, it wasn't really, it was more about the, the grind and the placement and anyone could, you know, if they were, if they were keep going with the, with their points and someone could win before the, before the whole season was over and you're like paying attention to that and this person could bump that person out and if they, and then they have to go on to the next one. It's just like, I don't know, I guess like progress is progress. Um, you don't learn any lessons without stumbling. So, but I do think that people are becoming bored and some of the athletes may be becoming bored and not really finding it to be, uh, you know, as, as financially motivating as they used to. That's just my take on things. And I, I saw it in snowboarding, um, yeah. in competitive snowboarding where people just started to get bored and they were like, I can go and do, my own thing and it's not really gonna then i'm not tied to some like rating system yeah i personally think that the the new rookies and the surfers currently in the top 20 are exciting super fun to watch um to me the mid-year cut does serve as kind of a playoff thing so it's something exciting in the middle of the year Mm -hmm. that people have to fight for and you know the argument for not making the mid-year cut is do better, surf better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the one unfortunate thing, and in 2023 so far, the best waves they got basically one day in Portugal. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's been rough, kind of a struggle for waves. So when the waves are great, um, I think the product is awesome. But I, that's, I'm kind of liking just, the mid-year cut. That just kind of goes without saying, though. Like If the waves are good, yeah. you're going to get great product. It's like... But I don't think you want to see the same people on tour for 20 years. Think having fresh, you know, fresh blood and like, you know, people retiring, people respecting the sport in that way. You know, like I don't think Owen, quote, fell off. But I think that he got to a point in his career where he was like, all right, I've done it. Um, And he was also dealing with the the ripple effect of the TBI. And like, look, I'm just saying I want I don't want it to get boring and i don't want it to get to a point where it's being driven in a direction where maybe some of the people are thinking that this we're going to turn this into like a basketball playoff type thing like you said because it's not that like that is not it and that's you know why not though why? Because it's surfing and it's not but why basketball. Why do you want to see low-ranked you don't. surfers with nothing to w- nothing because, to go okay, for? Okay, so here's the here's here's my thing is like I love and I think a lot of people love rooting for underdogs, right? Mm-hmm. And there's and within snowboarding, skating kind of is is going this way too. There's not a lot of contests anymore where you can have a virtual unknown, yeah, or someone that's kind of low in the ranking come up and kick ass and maybe you know wild maybe cards. wild cards right but sort of sort of because the wild cards always seem to be just like the pros that were already on the ct that just happened or the championship tour that are kind of just not no there the last, the last group of wild cards for portugal and now for bells are random local heroes yeah that's cool i don't know i'm just i'm just saying i i want i pine for uh the dream tour kind of the dream of the tour 90s. yeah you know and i think i mean it wasn't it was dreamy and they went to a lot of dreamy spots and like we can we can argue about where the spots are all day long but at any rate spot check spot check uh that was that was my rant i wasn't even half as mad as i probably 
Should have been. Well, I mean, that's I think that I think that I think the world champion should be crowned uh, at the at, end of the season at a wave of consequence. Okay, not lowers. Not lowers. Yeah. and I, and I think I, I lowers fits in I, the I fits do, in the puzzle. I do. I I I take offense when you say that my opinion is based on working for the WSL. It's absolutely not. I'll say whatever. Okay. <laughs> Todd's right. Same way that I look. I get it. No, it's just offensive to say that. That's like me saying, "Are you offended? Well, you're an ex-pro snowboarder, so you yes. don't know about this." Well, yes. Like, yeah. What? I, my opinion on the WSL is my opinion. It's not okay. as somebody who works with WSL because I only work for them for one or two events a year. I think that they should use you more, and I think that they should uh, should let you say what you want. Who's there? I can say whatever I want. That's the that's the part of the. That's what's offensive. Now I'm offended. Wow. Who at the WSL is telling me what to say? Them. Who? Those guys. See, you don't know. The people. You don't know. I do. Nobody has ever said you cannot disparage the WSL. Okay, disparage the WSL right now. In what way? <laughs> I mean, like in what way? You, I, I gave you my counterpoint as okay. to what I thought. All right. I think the playoff system is great. I think the, uh, the Rip Curl WSL finals... Format, is, is it perfect? No. Is it exciting? Is it an amazing day of surfing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Should do I? Did I like it better when it ended at pipe? Yes. Okay. But, um, like to me, that's formulaic. If you just do the same thing every year over and over, mm-hmm. so I am, I'm a fan of the you know the format now, the system now. But is it formulaic now? It's getting formulaic now because they've gone to this. Well, how, okay, so how do you how do you mix it up then? So I think you mix it up with where you go. That to me, that's the most important part. I think the surfers are going to go change in and out. You're going to have, you know, rookies, wild cards, all that. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the coverage is amazing when the contest is on. You know, it's like it's cool to watch. You know what I think is really exciting? What is when the surfers have to compete in like an olympic year where they have to go to um like the event in in uh, el salvador right i yeah. think that's exciting because you're seeing the super pros go up against the yeah. next crop of talent the isa events are super that, fun i and, think that that's really cool attention. right because uh, you don't see that very much and like that's that kind of comes back yeah. to like the whole like a true open you know, where you're actually getting to put the local talent from any given region up against the people that are on the tour. Yeah. And I think that that's, I think that's what, that's kind of what I'm getting at is like, I'd love to see more of that happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I, I think that the, the tiers that you have right now, the tier, T I E R S S are, they're working to cry is free. Cry is always free. Uh, and we oh, I saw, I, for a bit. I saw a cry is free bumper sticker on somebody's car in the wild in the wild dude wow i was thinking of calling my new band cry is free what that's kind of a of good that? name what do you think like honestly think about it if you didn't know me you mean if you didn't know what cry is free really in the subculture of monday Mastum? well is, would people think it's like a samba band i don't maybe would, would people think it's too like emo cry is free cry is free what was the name of that one emo band Taking Back Sunday, mm-hmm. they're kind of. That's like, is that the quintessential but is emo Cry band? Is free more like? There's a band out now that I really like that called Surf. Surf Rock is dead. 
Okay. And they're super cool, amazing music. And I saw that name. I'm like, my first reaction was, that's so dumb. But now I'm like, oh, that's such a great band name. Because trying to come up with a new band name is almost impossible. Um, it, I guess. But I think maybe you're overthinking it. Probably. Yeah. Anyway. House of Ballet is a new grip company slinging fresh traction pads offering. They just dropped a really good Wait, video. who's behind this? Um, so their team is interesting. Noah Collins, Connor Lee, Connie Ball, Letty Mortensen, Holly Wan, Lee Wilson, Nick Melanson, Tom Murat, Kobe Hughes, local homie. Um, I know where I'm at. I, House I, of I Ballet. Think- Dude, House of Ballet is an emo name. That is a good That's super but now it's emo. A and I know. They put out, they've actually been putting out really dope videos for a long time. I just never have seen the traction in real life. Can we talk about traction for a second? Yeah, you, I have some. You have some? Okay, I'm just like, traction to me is one of those things where, like, this is, uh, it's such a subtle thing, but makes probably the one of the biggest differences in a person's surfing. So let's this let's is check a this stuff out. Smattering of traction. Okay, let's see. What do we have? OG Astrodeck. Astrodeck, the, the original. The original Astrodeck, which is like, you know, the the Fletchers have been behind this for years. It's the template for most. All right, this is uh, Futures. Futures. Futures pad. Okay, so we're going to comp- this is where this is called Traction Pad Review. Why is your traction better than the other's traction? Right. Okay, so this, so I mean everything comes from Astrodeck. Right. In my opinion. Yes. Although you have different grids, but this feels nice. Yeah, it feels nice. Okay. I, I think the right amount of hardness and softness in the traction pads are very Okay. Um, Octopus. Octopus. So this is uh Let's I would see. say an import. You know, these guys are Octopus, Chippa Wilson. More of a smaller arch. But still the same the same grippiness. Who's whose who's model a, is Colin that? Moran. Colin Moran. All right, he's a Newport kid. Okay. Um Octopus front Octopus pad. flat front traction. Yeah. It's just so far, Whatever. this one wins packaging, and I actually have this on my current board right there. This is uh, Vea. This is John John's new company. See Vea. Now, is there anything? Uh, see, is there anything exciting about this? Is it like made out of like? Well, this is all like recycled. Recycled foam. Stuff. Um, it's nice that you can recycled. feel it. The right. Arch, the arch might be a little hard, but see, I I'm, do like the texture. Of the I don't. Pad. I don't feel like there's been like. Any kind of a big revolution in traction pads in a long time. No. I feel like it's it's ripe for revolution. And that could be the tagline. Ripe for revolution. Ooh, that's a good band name right there. Ripe for revolution. Right? But it might be it like... sounds kind of like... Uh, Irie. Yes, it sounds re- reggae-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys have any uh, like, uh, band name suggestions for Chris, what kind of a band is it? Another name... Um, it's... Indie what is rock. it? Okay, indie rock band. Another name that we were throwing around was. We need band names. Tension, comma attention. I like that. Tension, comma attention. Tension, attention. Right now, the two front runners are Cry Is Free and Tension, Attention. Mm-hmm. Jack O'Neill would have been 100 years old yesterday. Uh, he died at age 94, but as we all know, Jack O'Neill was an absolute boss. Uh, he served as a Navy pilot during World War II. Got a degree from the University of Portland. Uh, he went so one of the the one of the stories that Jack has told that he was uh, working on a DC three commercial airliner and mm-hmm. 
He was examining the rubber undercoating on the carpet of the DC-3. Oh, no. Do you need a, um, do you have a charger? Yeah, I keep... Talk about Jack I don't know as much as you do. All I, he had an eye patch. Yeah. And he was uh, from Santa Cruz. Or he lived in Santa Cruz, correct? Yeah. And uh, Basically uh, popularized the wetsuit, put it into uh, our... Glo our, our uh, our world and also you know the, you know how he got his eye patch apparently testing out the first leash paperclip fights testing out the first leash the board had other ideas really yeah that's crazy yeah jack o'neill legend i think that's awesome that's surf news um sorry uh sorry if um you were just coming here for a good time and you had to sit through an argument it's okay that wasn't an argument. we're still friends that was a what was that called that's called a debate it's fine <sighs> Fuck. i mean i'm right I don't even know what we were talking. Okay, we were just talking. We, we were crying is free. Crying, crying God. is free. What the shit? You know. Oh my God! Stop. People watching Todd's live are Stop. growing up. Stop. Stop. First time using a phone. First time having to put the thing on the other side. So for those of you just listening in the audio portion, Todd is messing with his phone, but it's looking good now. Fuck! <laughs> no, it's not. Use the traction. I'm gonna use the traction pad. Oh my god, guys! Just can we talk amongst ourselves Show about sucks? Stuff? Okay, what? I was in a bad mood when this started. <laughs> now I'm even oh in a worse god, mood. Dude. It's not the audio; it's uh, the it's the visual. You government, know? it's everything. Fucking Christ! The government. It's the government. Yeah, the government's got me today. Government's got the damn jackboot on. Oh us. my god! This is the. I dumbest. feel so bad for people watching Todd's live right Look, now. Look, if they're watching my live, like their lives are not that good today. If they've tuned into this <laughs> on a Tuesday, on a Tuesday, they literally have oh. nothing to fucking do. Why if don't you, you just put it on its? That's sick. Dude, what Look an angle. Look at that view, dude. Skate News is brought to you by Beneath Apparel, BN3TH Apparel, the world's best underwear. Fucking Christ. <laughs> That's it for today's Monday Mass. No, I got it. On a I got it. Oh, duh. Dude, boom. It's in the boot. We put it in a boot. It's in the boot. Okay, go ahead. Current Cable's dropped apart, and it's insane. Hey, he was on last and week on talking about it. So here's the question that I have is that Kern was alluding to I got an answer for you. a trick okay. at the end. I'm just keep getting the, the viewers, yeah. the, the audience up yeah. to speed here. In our interview last week, our exclusive interview with Kern Cables, Kern Cables answered our call. First ring. No worries. Um, he was talking about his part, kind of talking about how it's it's – 99% street, which it was. It was mm -hmm. insane. He did do a heel flip or he no, a heel two, flip tail grab I in the bowl. Like at, two transition uh, parts. Yeah. Or two transition tricks. The part was insane. It was kind of like, I don't even want to say the resurgence of current cables. He hasn't gone anywhere, but this was just like next level current cables. Okay. Even watch Gifted Haters' response on it. He was loving it. And current on the show. Well, he skated to Ween, Tried and True, and then a Papa M song, our guy Papa M. Um, but I did get some insider information. Okay, what is Curran it? Curran was saying he was trying a trick. He had gone back to that spot three times. And as we talked to him, he was going to try the trick. He did not get that trick. He didn't get Therefore, it. Therefore, it wasn't in the part because I, I had messaged him and said, did you get the trick? He said, I did not. But I told him, I go, you didn't need it. The part was insane. And yeah. he could have named any one of the last... 12 tricks in that part and I would have and I would have been like oh yeah okay some of the most interesting stuff to me in that part uh like the Wally stuff 
the Wally up and over. Yeah. He did a Wally into like the worst landing, like pretty high consequence Wally. Frontside Wally. He there's like <laughs> frontside Wally. Frontside Wally. I love that word. I love the word Wally. Mm-hmm. Um, his style is so perfect. Yeah, and it's not forced, which is I, I think a problem with some other like big name skaters. Uh, it was just street grabs, some street grabs. Well, he did. Well, he did like a melon. I think. Did he wally into the melon? No, that was just like did it like ollie into like a little method tweaker off into like this shitty landing. I mean, surf style. It is surf style, and it's. I think Kern's one of those people that you can watch skateboard, and it makes you uh, truly appreciate the people that make it look easy, and yeah. they look like they should be doing it, totally. and, and not to take away from anything that he was doing gnarly because it was just freaking dreamy skate news is filled with good news okay a legendary skate spot we all have heard of we all know but a lot of us haven't been able to skate it brooklyn banks is going to reopen have you ever been to brooklyn banks no ever you never been there no wow which is crazy because i've been to brooklyn a million times i've been in new york a million times i just never got there and then the last time i went it was when it was closed up under construction but the good news is it's coming back. Uh, Brooklyn Banks, which was built in the 70s, is uh, getting a little bit of a facelift. Stevie Rodriguez, um, skateboarder and Gotham Park co-founder, uh, has been fighting for this with a, a big crew, and it's happening. So Brooklyn Banks is coming back. Also, That's- new skate park. What were you gonna say? Well, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. Skate I've skated it before, yeah. And the first time that I went there, it was really intimidating because we went there from Massachusetts and right. we were skating in the city, and it was kind of more just like a like a city skate. And then we, the whole goal that day was to end up at Brooklyn Banks, and we got there, and there was like a session going down, and it was like it was just I don't know, it was just such a different yeah vibe, like. It wasn't like when somebody people were so, their and this was right? like this is like when, when like shut skateboards right like started kicking, right? Yeah. So like it shut, was definitely like a New York like it was that like Bru- like Bruno identity. Musso, um, our buddy Bruno, one of the the founders of Shut, and like all the dudes that skated for Shut then were just so cool. Yeah, like back in like the early nineties, no and doubt. It was it was intimidating to say the least. Well, it, I, I we think- we you you found out how how behind the times in your yeah. street skating you were when you show up and you're looking at your clothes and you're bored and you're like, Oh, these Damn, guys my cool. shit's whack. <laughs> it's cool. Um, speaking of cool Olympic skateboarder and all around awesome, brilliant human being, Alexis Sablone, mm-hmm. uh, has just opened a park uh, or created a new skate park in Montclair, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And this skate park is features colorful, skatable sculptures. I like that description i love that because skatable sculptures like if you you think like you could have i don't know you could have the most perfect transitions or ledges or bumps in a skate park right Mm -hmm. but like when you find one of those in the wild yeah and it's like it's just that like it it doesn't i don't know it's not meant for i don't know i just kind of makes you be it forces creativity right i just kind of miss that like there's a couple spots over the years that I never got to skate, but I always thought were so wild and awesome because they were skatable sculptures, like like uh, Sadlands. Yeah, or the little like uh, there's a thing in Barcelona that's just like a random yeah that lump, transition a thing, little like wave lump. Yeah, that every photo from that thing looks over insane. the wave wave lump over the. Or it's just like on a 
it's on the sidewalk and it's like this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking like, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Alexis Sablone, she is uh, an MIT and Barnard graduate, seven-time X Games medalist. I mean, that's got to put her in a, in a totally different class of human. Just yeah, all she's, those she's, things. She's brilliant. Super good at a skateboard. But I'm, let's and giving back. Let's just talk. Like, hold on. Let me. I'm just thinking about something. For yeah. So you figure like you've got all these different spots, and this is before like these these skatable sculpture skate spots, not skate parks, but skate spots. Right. Like spots that this is like before. They're not made for skateboarding. Right. Perfect for skateboarding. You ever like wonder like what what the hell were these architects thinking? Like we had a spot in in Boston, Boston City Hospital, that was like the most perfect transitioned bricked islands and it was a super yeah. bust like a super bust to skate there if you got to skate there for like a half an hour you were like yeah like so why hyped. did they they made it and immediately had to hire four security guards right and then the, there's like one of these right now i think it's it's um in san bernardino somewhere it's like same kind of thing it's like that brick it's almost yeah. like a brick quarter pipe a round planter mm-hmm. thing it was that kind of a thing and i just like what the hell makes like a, a a landscape architect. It's got to be forms of nature. It has right? to be. So a landscape architect is not... Because no one was skating. Nowadays, but back then, 70, 60s, 70s, 80s... Yeah, because that's when all these... Like even like yeah. Sadlands. Like Sadlands wasn't designed by a skater. It was supposed to be a moonscape. Well, think of... Yeah, like a natural form of Craters, volcano, yeah. a moonscape, a wave. And I think that's where they get like... you know, Because in nature, there's no right angles, really. And so the idea of flow, I think, thankfully, architects got into. Um, more skate park news. Josh Kalis is creating an indoor TF using all granite. Um, so when Love Park became the the absolute bust that it now is, um, Kalis took it inside. So obviously Kalis was searching. Well, Kalis says he was searching for the same granite that was laid at Love Park. He found it. And he kept going. So we're, we could be looking at a crazy all-indoor granite TF. Um, I don't know if we'll ever be invited to skate, but mm, that's pretty cool. Probably not. Um, Tony Hawk is on the Todd Richards train appreciating Tom Shar. Oh, my God, dude. Um, the Tom footage that back. Tom has been putting yeah. out recently... Crazy. I said this last week. I'll say it again. It's, it's insane. He it, was, it was so good that it prompted Tony Hawk to say vert skating needs to be in the Olympics. He's so f- – he was – I mean, he kind of was off the scene. He got hurt, and he just kind of like took a, took a break for a little bit. But it just shows you how far ahead of the game he was. Yeah. You know, we, we start – like not, take nothing away from, from uh, Jimmy Wilkins because he's like the style goat. god of, goat. of all goats. But like – you see, like, you watch Tom skate, and it's, like, this crazy combination of, like, that comfortability on a piece of wood with four wheels that Jimmy has on Vert. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, like, it's so effortless. Like, I don't know. But, yes, I Vert skating, the Olympics. Yeah. It's, it, it's why, why not? Yeah. And I think that that's, isn't that what Tony was really pushing Vert Alert to do is like kind of like i think so like drum up the interest in it if anybody can get vert skating in the olympics it's tony hawk backed by guys like tom shar moto uh you know like these these excite jimmy wilkins these really just exciting to watch skaters that are so specialized and to me that's what makes olymp like olympics olympic competition so fun because you have these like extremely specialized sports where you give somebody a gold medal for 
fencing, you know. Yeah, but like you big think air you for, think about Tom though, like or you know, and I kind of I wonder why Jimmy doesn't do more park competitions. But like those guys could double double gold. Yeah. In skate vert skate park, if that happens, I feel like vert. I I almost think or jet and no Jagger's kind of well. I almost think that park skating was one of the reasons why Tom Shar kind of disappeared a little bit, and and injuries and just potentially being burnt out. But uh, you know the park skating thing locked a lot of people in and took them away from vert. Yeah. So I think we're seeing now with kind of like park series being over and less park competition. Like the vert, like that's helping the comeback of vert, mm-hmm. I think. So we'll see. Interesting. Um, what else? Oh, the Phoenix Am just happened. Laser Crawford and our girl Grace Marhofer, Street Grace. So is so Phoenix Am. So I thought Grace was pro. No. No? No. Hmm. She's Am. Cool. She should be pro. One. She kicked ass. Freaking won. one. Grace is another one of those skaters that rips in a park. Amazing vert skater. And right here. I mean, proving street grace ripping, uh, laser Crawford. That was, uh, that was the last weekend. So Phoenix Am, it's a lot, big deal. lot going it's on. A big deal. All right. Well, snow news is brought to you by new greens because new greens is back and it's formulated with everything that makes a salad fun. And to next drink. week, Todd's going to know exactly know. what he's talking about. I swear about. to God, I'll know. What, but new, you, Oh, wait, we're not recording next week. In two weeks, in two weeks you will know I should have time. fully what Because maybe, maybe it'll even be launched by then. All right. Uh, oh, yeah, that's not on you. Not on me. Anyway, Snow News is brought to you by New Greens. Yeah. Hey, uh, so check it out. I just got back from Homesick Event at Stratton Mountain, Vermont. Rave reviews. Unbelievable reviews. Yeah. Uh, rave reviews, would, that's like putting it lightly. So... Rolled in there on Thursday night. Our good friend Andy Ryan picked me up at the airport. Andy. Andy. And drove me up there. And, dude, I hadn't been to Stratton in a long time. It was wonderful. Woke up the next morning and went over to the half pipe. Uh, It was just sunny out. It was like 50 degrees on Friday. And just going through the motions at Stratton again after so long, like this is this is the first time that that pipe has been in that location since 1997. Wait, it's, that's like it's over a long years. ass time ago. And I hadn't really, I'd kind of been there for other events, but not in this capacity where it was like I was riding around the hill and it was so beautiful and so sunny and just you knew everybody there. New, I mean, I there was a lot of old like old heads that I came up with on the East Coast or that were familiar faces that had stuff to do with the industry or were just like fixtures of East Coast snowboarding. Mm-hmm. And it was just really cool to see them. And we were all like hiking the half pipe together. And I mean, it was it was so magical. And everywhere you turned and everyone you talked to was just like, I can't believe this is happening. That's so rad. And it was so awesome it was like a high school reunion like your yearbook come to life like it was just a, a gathering of all the uh who's who of snowboarding on the east coast not only the younger crop of kids but also like the older the older people the even the generation before me um and everyone just having a great time and then saturday was the actual well, friday was the downhill which was amazing did you do it i didn't do it because i got up there kind of late oh yeah and then friday uh, or Saturday, the half pipe happened. Complete opposite weather day to Friday. 
Right? It was like sideways. It was east. We got the full East Coast gamut. Bluebird and brown blurred. It was brown. brown it was brown blurred bird the other the next day. It was sideways snow, but it didn't stop anybody. And it was so fun. And we're out there, and it was just. It, it's one of those magical events that like I don't really know what you could equate it to in some of the other sports. Maybe um, like a Wheels of Fortune, but yeah, I don't I know. Mean, it just seemed like. It was it was it was just really cool, and I think that uh, Barry Dugan and Gary Land have created something really special. I would love to see uh, this continue. Obviously, I think that you know this min- the the biggest takeaway that I had from it was yes, everyone got together and rode, and I I knew this was going to happen, but everyone's like riding a smaller half pipe is yeah. so flipping fun. And I it, saw you do a five forty in that. Thing. I did. I did a McTwist. Right? First try. Right, right on, right on the flat bottom. But but first try. Yeah, like I, one and only try. You, they're like in there, you know. It's no, more like it was insane. Thanks. Dude. It was just it was just really fun. It was it was awesome, and I hope that I hope that we can have more mini pipes uh, in the world. So and mini I, pipes, eight feet. Like no, what? like more like twelve feet deep. Okay. Twelve feet, like I would say that it got, like a a mini pipe is anything like fifteen feet and below. Okay. And then like eighteen to twenty two is like that's much bigger, but you you know I've, I've what's a detour pipe twenty two twenty two okay yeah. that's like scary size well and the and but this pipe anyone could go in there and have fun yeah anybody could go in there and have fun and do little errors and and do you know fun stuff and and mess around and and you the the best part about it was is like you're hiking this pipe. Because we did, we didn't, we didn't take the lift. And that's when you're catching up with homies. Yeah, it's the intimacy of it, where mm-hmm. people, someone's right in front of you, and you know, you're yelling at them while they're in the pipe, and there's nothing, you know, it's not like you're gripped riding a 22 foot deep super pipe, and there's no way. Yeah. It's so big and so steep because you have to have those things on really steep uh, slopes to to have the momentum to do airs. You can't really have that intimacy. Yeah. So yeah, the smaller pipes you can, and I, it was awesome. That's and cool. My gosh, I can't wait to do it again. I miss everybody already. And I then, was watching you, your social media and the surrounding social media, and it just looked like super positive, fun, and it, I could feel, obviously, your appreciation for it. Yeah. And it's almost like exactly what you had wished for a few months back. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that's true. Like you that know? just you man you manifested that. Or the, the get you manifested together. it, but Gary and, and I, did it. I feel like that um, that this a lot of people had FOMO watching online. Definitely, and so maybe that will be um, the spark that starts people doing more of these grassroots events and with these mini half pipes and incorporating the older generations and yeah, and you know, making it more of just like a a time, yeah. like a, a time for reflection. And and how did you do in the half pipe competition? Not, Not that it matters. I didn't really, I didn't really, pl- I didn't make top three, but I don't even know where I ended up because I didn't really play by the rules. I thought you should have podiumed. Thanks. Personally, I was just, I was more having more fun because there was all these little kids up there, mm-hmm. and and the sessions were like there was a lot of people competing in the forty and over division, and there was yeah. a lot of people up there that wanted to ride this pipe, and I just would grab like you know the five or six or seven little kids that were behind me and be like, I'm going to drop in. You guys just drop in behind me. Oh. And we would just do these trains through the half That's pipe. Rad. And I, like you were supposed to tell the starter, like what bib you were so you could get judged. And I just, I didn't, yeah. I didn't care. I was just having too much fun. That's um, awesome. But yeah, it was, it was flipping cool. So in, uh, in more snowboard related yeah. news, 
So, as you know, and as everyone out there knows, um, it hasn't stopped snowing. It's still freaking snowing. I got news yesterday that the the place that we have in Tahoe is uh, basically we had the frame shift in the house so that the door doesn't open properly. So the the snow like the snow is it's so heavy it that it's messing with houses on their foundations. Right. So it's it's so serious. Is and it an A frame? It's not an A frame. Um, but that brought me to like asking some of my friends in Tahoe cause they, and they can't get, there's not enough people to shovel roofs, right? There's not enough. They, people are getting up to $70 an hour to shovel right now in Tahoe and Mammoth. Really? So if you guys well, out there right? I, are I looking, if you guys out there are looking to make some money, if you are sitting on your ass and you want to go and make a quick couple grand. Do I have to shovel? Freaking good. Yes, you have to shovel. Okay. Go to Tahoe. Go to Mammoth. Put up a little thing at the local coffee shop, at the grocery store that says, uh, roofs shoveled. Dude, I'll be down for that. Dude, you could make some How coin. How much does a lifty make? Not 70 bucks an hour. I'll tell you that much. How weird? So. That's like doctor salary. If I'm like just starting out. Shoveling? An amateur shoveler. You're an amateur shoveler. How do I start if there's eight you got to get on the roof you got but if there's eight feet of snow up there how do i even well start? see that's the whole thing is you got to get on well the the beauty of it is is that there's so much snow now you can just walk onto the roof oh right right but but you know you you can't like a big problem too is like they're shoveling these roofs and the and the snow is you're just shoveling it onto the deck and now and the, now the, the now the deck collapses because there's so much weight on it fire. so use fire so yeah there's 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 can i use a blowtorch yes Hairspray and a lighter. Yeah, hair. If, <laughs> you just show up with, a, with a red plastic <laughs> shovel, hairspray, and a lighter. Perfect. Seventy bucks an hour, please. Yeah. And you have some other snow news. <laughs> this is fantastic, and I think this is well, this, this is, is worthy a mix of talking about of snow and celebrity news. Gwyneth Paltrow uh, recently got into a skiing accident with a guy, and but let's let's preface this. This, this happened insane. at Deer Valley. So who gives a shit? Oh, I have other Deer Valley news. Okay, too, cool. That All you're right. going to love. Oh, I love this other Deer Valley so, news, too. Gwyneth Paltrow, apparently a guy hit her from behind somehow. I thought she hit him. Something. They, they crashed, which happens. Right. And it doesn't sound like either one of them was drunk or, you know, being obnoxious. It's just a ski crash, and it happens. But what happened afterwards, when she was on the ground and the guy was laying on her grunting or something and who knows Gwyneth Paltrow is an actress so when she tells this story and there's witnesses that happen to be her ski instructor mm -hmm. but if the dude crashed into her and then like uh, like I don't I don't advocate for that I don't think it's good but the I think the and I don't follow the law. So what is he saying that she she crashed he's in him and, and she was all like ah goop and then fucking no bounced? so so he's suing her mm -hmm. for two hundred and forty thousand dollars for the accident, which he says left him with lasting injuries. That's a very specific number. Yeah, two hundred and forty grand. Like isn't yeah going to Paltrow just she just made that right there. And so he basically is saying that if you crash into somebody you need to exchange information it's gwyneth paltrow she's it's like getting like, an offender bender this dude will take care of it i'm going down to my kids and i'm not siding with either one i don't all i know is that gwyneth paltrow has um got into a ski crash 
and yeah. Iron Man wasn't there to save her this time. What is this? Oh. Warning, there is an exchange between Mrs. Paltrow and the lawyer in court at the moment she thought she was being sexually assaulted. Oh. What the? F- what is that? That's a that's a video of her saying that he was like grinding on her and laying on top of her after the crash. Wait, what? Like an opportunistic um, dry hump. The guy... Like they crashed. The guy had a little opportunistic dry hump with a grunt. That is a really good name for a band. Opportunistic Dry Hump? Yes. Maybe an album. Ooh, that is a good name for an album. Opportunistic Dry Hump. Um, anyways, I mean, it's it's getting messy. It's in a court. Gwyneth Paltrow is getting pulled to court. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you said this is at Deer Valley. Yeah. And I'm, I take it you don't like Deer Valley. Well, I got another resort for you not to like. Oh, I know about it's this brand story. brand new Utah resort called Mayflower. Well, it's not brand... Well, it's, it's, kind, it's new. Yeah, they're rebranding this thing. Um, your boy, Todd Bennett, said uh, snowboarding would be banned here. Why is if, he my boy? Oh, the, he's, the, he's the CEO, the operator, the <laughs> Deer Valley, op- manager, uh, operation manager. Yeah, it, no, if Deer Valley operates the area, Todd says snowboarding would be banned. So here's the deal with this Mayflower uh, resort, it's as I understand it. Okay. I don't have all the information, but what I do... It's after a boat. What I do kind of understand is this, there was a lot of VA dollars um, in this resort. VA? Yeah, the Veterans uh, Association. Okay. So like this was, there's a lot of people that are doing like uh, uh, rehabilitation there. Like okay. it's, it's like a means of, of getting over PTSD. And That's a lot good of, stuff. Yeah, yeah. A lot of gra- like a lot of vets and their families. Like, it, like there was something that had to do with like a, a veterans group funding this mountain. Okay. And there's a lot of, a lot of people there already snowboard. Right? right, like there's families and things that that have all like you know this is their place. This is where they go to take take part in these programs and and yeah, this guy came out last week and was like, yeah, if Deer Valley, uh, if we take over this resort and we put the lift into over there, then we're, there's no snowboarding. Oh my god, the guy is such a dick. We're talking about Deer out Valley, cold. like after- out cold is coming true. I know it's totally happening. One of the sh- I knew out cold was a documentary. One of the shitty it. thing. I mean, look, Deer Valley is it's. It's fucking Deer Valley, and they've always, they're always, you know, been contra them and Alta, and I think Mad River Glen, and I think that might be it. I don't think there's any other ski areas in the U.S. that don't allow snowboarding. Like, I, I get it. In the beginning, when this whole snowboarding thing started, snowboarders were freaking out of control. Look, I've ridden, I've ridden old school boards recently. Like, yeah, I get it's it. Not, like, they're, they're not, not, it, not it, there's no control there. But we have come to a point now in time where it's just like, look, you're basically just le- strictly from a financial standpoint, you're leaving dollars on the table. Like, I, do you really think that Deer Valley is pulling in that much skier income, or or Alta is pulling in that much skier income well, that they can justify yeah. saying, no, uh, we're going to be better off without snowboards? Look who's snowboarding, Justin Timberlake. You know, it's just it, they're both the, they're both celebrity. the same thing at this point, and it's. I didn't know that there was a place that existed that did not yeah, there's, allow there's, snowboarding. There's three main ones. And and remember when um, Sage Kotzenberg won the gold medal in slopestyle in 2014? Uh-huh. So Sage Kotzenberg, like Deer Valley is right outside of Park City, right? right? You go through Park City to get to Deer Valley. Sage is a Sage grew up in Park City. Deer Valley had the audacity to put the, uh, remember how he used to say spoice? Like that was like his catchphrase for like that, um, that Olympics. Like Sage was always saying it's it's spicy or whatever. It was oh, like yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. this funny like spicy but yeah, spo- yeah. yeah. So they had a cocktail at the Deer Valley 
the bar at the ski resort called the Sage Karzenberg Spice. So they're like trying to sell a cocktail of the snowboard. They're like glamming, glomming on to like the snowboard gold medalist at their ski only ski area. Fuck that shit, dude. Yeah. It's just lame. Like I don't, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to have a ski area that, or uh, 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 an area that banned snowboarders. Stupid. Or banned skiers, I should say. You know what I mean? Like, why? Like, why? We're homies now. Like, all that's over. This is dumb. Skiers and snowboarders are friends. Did you not watch the last do tour? I know people get cash for tricks. I mean, it's like, look, we, bro, we had a ski racer that went and won. Uh, uh, we had a snowboard racer that went and won the ski, uh, the downhill gold medal. Bodie I mean, look, Bodie just got we're winning your gold medals. Oh. Like, come on, come on just Valley. let it go. Suck it. Ah. <laughs> oh, oh, last final piece. Somewhere that's snowboarder friendly, Mountain High. They're having their world famous Mountain High Pond Skim yes. this weekend. Are you going to go? I can't go. <laughs> You're going to be in Nicaragua? I got a show at Oh, that's right. April that's right. First. Uh, and you're going to my show. <laughs> I'm going to come to your show. You don't have to. Uh, that's happening at Mountain High this weekend. Uh, Nerd News brought to you by New Green. Oh, New Green's brought to you snow. So bachans, bachans, Japanese barbecue sauce. Uh, yesterday, which was Monday, which is the original day we were going to record Monday Mass, was also the day that Slint, Spiderland, yeah, you Slint, me grab it? one of the greatest albums ever made, was released 30 years ago. So we want to say happy birthday to one of the best albums ever made. An album that literally changed music, that changed everything. And why don't you tell everyone um, who who was part of this band and why they're so important? Well, you know, this guy right here, David Pajo. So he is Papa M. He just released his song was just used in Current Cable's video. Okay, who Papa else? M. Who else? Uh, right here, you've got um, the, the drummer, right here, who's still very in the scene. Um, I think he was in the Breeders as well. His drum beats are absolutely incredible. Singer, who is part of a band called Four Carnation, um, a band called uh, a band called Big Bang. Um, his vocals, like you know, these these four guys came together in Kentucky in the early '90s, and they made two records. Produced one of them produced by Steve Albini, and these are records that literally changed music without slint. Most bands from you know most indie rock from I wasn't that like wasn't I always equate Slint with kind of putting Steve Albini on the map. One of the reasons, yeah, you know, well the one of their opening songs was um, Steve. These headphones are fucked up. Mm-hmm. They're only coming out of one side, and it was kind of like weird. There's a lot of weirdness around Slint, mm-hmm. but also kind of like Joy Division in in the idea of just a you know. 15 or 20 songs total and also so influential just like joy division they are uh i i kind of feel like slint has been like co-opted by people who just like to wear their shit yeah and talk about them i think so i think you wear it like because i have a slint sweatshirt that i wear all the time and i feel extra snobby in it Mm -hmm. like ask me who this is but like slint hasn't gone all the way to be like a brandy melville t-shirt where Joy Division has. Right. It's on its way, though. 
Yeah, like Slint would be. I I feel like people that buy Slint stuff can name three songs, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of people that buy Joy Division stuff probably couldn't. Right. Not to be controversial. <laughs> Chris, speaking of controversial, <laughs> more controversy. Your, your next take is oh. very controversial to me, dude. I'm okay. I'm just gonna. I'm can going I? Neg. Can I say it? I'm going negative. Can I say it? Yeah. Chris went to see John Wick four this weekend and walked out. Yeah, I did. I'm over it. How did you walk out of John Wick? Dude, it's stupid. Real? It's supposed to be stupid. I know, but it's... John Wick 1 caught me by surprise. I think it caught most people by surprise. It was insane. John Wick 2, same thing. Action-packed. Plot was cool. John Wick 4... So first of all, it was weird anyway. I went in the afternoon. It was a Saturday afternoon. It was blazing hot sun. Bought the tickets thinking it was going to be raining, so I was already kind of like over it. Sound like you're eggy on this one. Man, you were eggy going in. Eggy going in. The theater that I went to out here uh, was a Sinopolis, was a dump, and I'm not being snobby. It was a dump. It was uh, it was like not well kept. The popcorn was cold. The I mean off brand. Who'd you go with? Who'd you go with? I went with my wife, and we both were so we ordered popcorn. Diet, you know, a soda and M&M's. $70. It was $70 at least. <laughs> Off-brand M&M's. Hey, do you know M&M's how- are not red, white, and blue. Off-brand M&M's. Smarties? Dude, like, not M&M's. Let's just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Not even, I don't even know the brand name. They were off-brand. The popcorn came in a silver bowl, which mm. is cool. It's great for the environment. It's cold. It's just... Two guys over, the guy's coughing, the guy next to me is checking his phone, he's chewing, and I'm just like, I'm done. I can be on my couch and it's twenty bucks. Do you feel like you buy a movie? Do you feel like you would have walked out of John Wick on your couch? John Wick is an airplane movie, and that's it. Okay. John Wick four Fair. is yes. for the airplane. One hundred percent guaranteed like but hour, that's means it's it's like bubblegum movie. An hour into the movie. There's been 15 fight scenes. Yes. And they're all very similar and they're never ending. An hour into the movie, I go to the bathroom. I look at my phone. I'm like, how much longer is this movie? It's an hour and 24 minutes longer. It's two hours and 24 minutes. Okay. You're not sitting in a theater for two hours and 24 minutes. Maybe Avengers. Maybe. Maybe. Look. I get it. I'm done. You're I'm done. I'm going to La Paloma Theater mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I go into shows. I'll go to a play, but I'm not going to the movies anymore. Do you like the Fast? I came home. And do you watched- like the Fast and the Furious movies? Yeah. You do. On a plane. Okay, on a plane. But I'm not seeing it in theater. But check it out. I think that th- I think the theater experience, like we were before the pandemic. Theater experience. The sucks. theater experience sucks. Was but no before the pandemic. When Sinopolis first started, it's, it was awesome. It's Sinopolis. Sinopolis first started, it was awesome. <laughs> they tried. Yeah, it was going in a new direction. It sucks. Now. Like, but I feel like after the after the pandemic, nobody freaking cares about the movies. No one really wants. And it's a it's a bummer. What do you think of Negative Chris? Negative Chris. You is, like him? I like Negative Chris. I'm done I, with I feel, movies. I feel like we the could theater, hang, except for La Paloma. Are you done? You're, you're truly done with movies in the theater. Yeah. Would you would you ever you think you'd ever go to a, a an old school movie theater that didn't have I go to La Paloma. That's love old La school. Paloma. I love La Paloma Theater. 
I you know I went to go see a movie last week. I went to go see that sixty five with uh, the okay. yeah. And what was your review? It was the sh- theater experience. It was cheesy, shitty. It was shitty. How about popcorn? I didn't have popcorn. <laughs> well, I had you a, would know. I had a cocktail. You had it. How was the cocktail? It was good. You brought it. No. In your pocket? No, I didn't. I got one. It only cost me seven hundred dollars. At any rate. Any rate. I feel like John Wick Four might be great. On a plane, okay. <laughs> not in a theater. All right. It's two hours and 24 minutes, and it's one of those movies where my wife had not seen any of the John Wicks. Well, well why would you take by, her to part four if she's never by seen? by the reviews, they said it's going to be great. It's action-packed. It's fun, and it just it sucked. And I love Keanu Reeves. Look, what did she, did she think you were taking her like the notebook too? No. Be, she knew. She knew. Did she have an equally terrible experience? Yes. Okay. I was the one Did that she looked make over you... her and said, we need to leave. Really? Super you awkward. said that. And she's like, yes. And got up and we left. I've never... Actually, I was, I've was. i only left one one movie and it was because my my parents took me to see Stripes when I was like... And the boobs came on. And the boobs came on. That was the only time I've ever left a movie. I will sit through garbage till the very end. I walked out of Independence Day. You did? Yeah. You walked I, out of Independence Day. Well, that was my fault. I built it up in my mind like it was going to be the next Apocalypse Now and it was corny. Independence Day? Yeah. That was my fault. <laughs> but I will be walking out of movies. I will be sending food back to the kitchen from now on. Wow. Over it. I like this new Chris. Let's um, talk about the WSL. I like the WSL. <laughs> um, but what so here's here's what we did. Okay. Clean, cleanse our palate. Okay, let's cleanse it up. So, we get home and I'm like, we need my wife said, we need to do something to try to fix this. And what did you do? So we put on the movie Tar. We, with What's Kate that? Blanchett. What is it? Oh, Todd. Tar is great. What is it about? It's basically uh, a different viewpoint of the Me Too movement um, through a female protagonist. Um, incredible acting. Great script, Todd. Oh, great script. Are there dragons? There are dragons in a certain sense. There are predators in this movie. But anyway, we loved Tar and we felt better. Like, cause we went on this basic date. It was like sushi and then a John Wick 4. And we're like, are we, who are we? Are we these people? We're these people. Yeah. Not judging any people to do those people things, but that's not us. We're Tar people at home in sweatpants. Okay. All your stuff's there. The bathroom. You know, you can hit pause. Mm. What if everybody in the theater got a pause button? <laughs> that'd be one. That'd be actually incredible. And you can use one pause. You, you have one. You get one pause during a movie at a theater. Everybody gets one. I would abuse it. <laughs> That's great. Well, I you would only get one. I would pause in the boobs. At stripes with your parents. <laughs> okay. Is back. It's awesome. Secession's back. Also is back is Yellow Jackets season two. Never if you, seen it. It's really good, Chris. Season one is great. Season two is starting off with a bang. Uh, once again, Mandalorian is boring as fuck this season, and I am annoyed. You're really up and down with that. I am. Let's up get and to down. questions. Okay, let's get to the questions. Questions are brought I'm to getting negative <laughs> us by Pan uh, Coffee and Tea. Go ahead. N.W. Shredgicator says, hey, fellas, Chris, if you could spend three days at any surf break in the world with perfect conditions, which would it be? Todd, what's the craziest best of... Best off snow thing you saw at homesick. Mm. Thanks for knocking out a speedy, concise ad block last week. Best in a long time. Well, you're going to hate this week's ad block mm-hmm. if you are still here. 
Um, if I could spend three days at any surf break in the world with perfect conditions, I'm going to say restaurants on Tavarua. And ironically enough, that's where my brother is right now. Must be nice. Todd, what's the best off-snow thing you saw at Homesick? Best off-snow thing I saw at Homesick was uh, at the Burton store, there was a just kind of a gathering of people looking at photos. Um, actually, the, the like an art gallery. There's kind of like two things. It's there was a bunch of photos that nice were things Todd saw last week. <laughs> there was a bunch. There was a bunch of photos on display from some iconic, legendary photographers. And yeah. at that little gathering, there was a whole bunch of people that I hadn't seen for a long time. And then there was also this uh, vintage board museum. This guy came up from New Jersey and displayed a whole gamut of snowboards That's from cool. old Sims boards to, you know, I saw your old board there. My old board was there and it was just really cool. Like that, that was, that stuff was awesome. Cool. Okay. Um, this is from DJ DC Jones. What up? Monday mass question. What was your best spring break experience? And what about the worst? I'm going to say, I'm going to go the best and worst. Cause it's just right on top of my head. I went to spring break with my older brother, his buddy and my mom. And it was right when I first started drinking. Where? Are you talking to Mexico? Cabo. You went to Cabo. Straight up into the belly of the beast. Had so much fun. Freaked my mom out. She's like, "There's a you have a problem. And I just literally had only been drinking for a month and a half. How old were you? You were 18? 21. You were 21. Yeah. And I threw up all over the floor of my mom's hotel room. <laughs> it was so great and so awful. And I was like, oh, dude spring break forever and then i was i think the last time i ever like did a normal spring break really i used to, I, I hated spring break um because when i was living in breckenridge everyone would come for spring break and just Ruin make it. make yeah. life in breckenridge shitty i don't really have a spring break uh hey, i'm recording the podcast who's he talking to oh it's his son his son's calling in with some spring break news Someday, no, dude, you have to go to surf. You promised you're going two times this week. The waves are super nice. The water's nice. You have to go to surf. Do you guys know any other podcasts where we just, you know, they just take dude, calls? Go surf. You have to. I gotta go. I ha- you have to. I gotta go. What was that all about? He's trying to ditch school. He's trying to ditch school. Yeah. Surf school. These kids have it so easy. Uh, here's a question that I'm, I'm going to take a question right now from our live. Doesn't homesick make you realize what a legacy Burton threw away when they ditched the U S open? This is from malpractice makes perfect. You know, yep. I think that, um, I think Burton may have misstepped by taking the Burton U S open out of Stratton mountain, Vermont. I don't, well, here I'll, I'll say this. Is that it may have had to do with the the powers that be at Stratton. Um, uh, I'm not 100 percent sure it was totally Burton, but it would have been nice if they could have kept a big open event on the East Coast, whether it be Killington or you know perhaps Loon or just keep it in the backyard, because since the U.S. Open moved to Vail and subsequently died and turned into like a the mystery series, which is like, it's a mystery. What the hell the series is. It's a bummer. It's a real bummer. And that's why homesick was so amazing this weekend. And that was another one of the common things that people were talking about was how it filled a void that was gone. And, um, yes, 
that is that is my tight and uh, concise answer to that one. What other questions uh, do we have? Kaiju Hattori Vanza says a great indie rock band name, Frontside Wally. Frontside Wally. Frontside Wally. What about just Frontside Indie? Frontside Indie. Frontside Indie would be a good band name. Yeah. Um, what else we got mm-hmm. here? Mm-hmm. Uh, Board Yak says, if someone threw a grenade into Homesick, who would be the first to jump on it and save all of snowboarding? <gasps> Whoa! Damn that is you. a crazy question That's from Board Yak. Who would be the person to jump on the grenade and save snowboarding? Probably Gary Land, right? Yeah, I Gary mean, Gary Land Gary and Barry jumped Gary on the and per, Gary and Barry jumped on the proverbial grenade and saved snowboarding. Gary jumped on that grenade. Yeah. Um, we got a question from Hana Lee. Mm. What keeps some athletes like Red Gerard, Mark McMorris, and Kelly Slater competing while others talk about being burned out and go the free ride, free surf route? Oh, that's a good question. I think just the that that competitive fire, and I know that sounds corny and cliche, but you know, for people like Red, Kelly, Mark, I mean, they put everything they have they're into the competition. They're also winning. And they're winning. That's, winning helps. Winning is the thing that keeps you in it. Yeah. it. It's the taste of standing on top of the box. Just the taste. Mm-hmm. Just the taste. Just the tip. It's a little bit of a taste. What, what else? What do we got here? A couple more questions before we leave. We, we, we send you back to your homes. Um, send you packing. Adam Art. Yes. Todd. Hi. At the moment. Mm. Um, at what moment did, in the weekend did you forget it was 2023 and your hot tub time machine back into the 90s? Okay. Um, There's another another homesick uh, question. Uh, it was during the session on Friday when it was sunny out and everyone was hiking the pipe. And I remember I came down to the bottom of the half pipe and I was talking to, I think it was Trisha Burns and Cairo Foster. And, Cairo Foster? Yeah. Cairo was, Mar- was married to Trisha. Do you know that? I did not. Yeah. So anyways, we're down the bottom just shooting the shit. And John Cavan was down there and Pat Bridges. And I turned around and looked, just looked back up over my shoulder. And it was that view of looking up the barrel of the half pipe with like the the leaveless, sticky, like, you know, just sticky East Coast trees. Leaveless? Leaveless trees. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like leaveless wintertime, wintertime, there's just Trees on the East Coast have a very particular There's look. There's no leaves. There's no leaves. They're just like, you know, whatever, birch trees and whatnot. And it was just like that view with the mound in the middle where the starting gate would typically be. And it looked the same. And that was my like, holy shit, hot tub time machine moment of the weekend. It just like, I had like a sense, it triggered like a sense memory in me. And it was really, it was really cool and very nostalgic feeling. I like that. Um, Professor Pirazzini's got a great question. Um, we are traveling to Italy, Croatia, and Hossiger, and my sons want to bring their skateboards. See that you both travel with them as well. How does it work? Can they carry on, or does it count as an item? Um, you don't want to check in a skateboard raw because somebody between the <laughs> they'll you take check it. it in, and when it lands, yeah. they're taking it. I've um, had it. I've had that in, or they get stuck in the belts. Charles de Gaulle. Well, yeah, you can't. Okay, but also, find put it in the bag. Find a bag that can accommodate a skateboard. I've yeah. had to. I've had to give up my skateboard at Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris. Yeah, some airlines trying to carry it will on. not let you carry it on. And they tell you to go back and check it at the counter, but it's taking you an hour and a half yeah. to get where you are. So you're just like, fuck it. You just leave it behind a. 
in the bathroom. I, w- I would say that if you're going to all of these places, best to find a bag that it goes in. And, you know, if you need to, you can take them apart. If it's a space thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, you can just put it in the bag. Carry on most places. But it's when you're going to foreign countries, mm-hmm. put it in a bag. Put it in a bag. A bag you can use if you put want. in a bag. And then, you know, if you're worried about uh, the board getting all over your clothes or whatever, like the grip tape or the. You know, the grease from the bearings or the wheels or whatever. Just mm. wrap it in a towel. Bearings. Um, Old Nerdy Bastard says, would you rather have an RS6 and never get to snowboard or never have an RS6 and ride until you're 90? <laughs> Damn it. That's a really hard question. What I about think, a Honda Odyssey? I think I just ride till I was 90. Yeah. I can deal. It's almost like deal. the fantasy is, is, is just part of it. All right. All right, you guys. We are done. Come on. It's um, over. It's been a really fun ride today. Chris got really <laughs> mad. He was really angry. I'm fine. I'm fine now. He's okay. I'm still angry about other things. So. Um, okay. Well, we'll see you guys next. We won't see you next won't week. See you Chris is going to be either. in Nicaragua. Chris is never going to go to another a Keanu Reeves you. movie. He hates Keanu Reeves. I you heard it Keanu here Reeves. first. Um, I like Kate Blanchett better, though. Look out for us just in general. <laughs>